Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's Seed World Innovation Series webinar. My name is Alex Martin, and I serve as an associate editor for Seed World. And today, I'm happy to be your host. Today's theme is next generation genotyping, better breeding predictions at a lower cost. I'd like to take a minute to thank Energene for partnering with us on this innovation series webinar. We have quite the lineup of speakers to present for us today, so you're really in for a treat. Presenting the webinar today is Dr. Sharon Rekov, Director of Genomic Solutions at Energene, Dr. Benjamin Kaufman, Director of Operations at Agriplex Genomics, Jason Hine, Agrogenomics Marketing Segment Manager of BioSearch Technologies, and Dr. Christian Ridley, Project Sales Manager of Agrogenomics of Eurofins. Our first speaker of the day is going to be Dr. Sharon Rakov. Sharon has a PhD in Molecular Genetics and System Biology from the Wiseman Institute of Sciences and a Bachelor's in Science and Agronomy from HUJI. He has been working in the ag biotech industry for over 10 years and enjoys running as much as he enjoys science. Our second speaker of the day is Dr. Benjamin Kaufman. Dr. Kaufman received his degree in molecular genetics from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. He has more than 20 years of agricultural biotechnology experience. He served as the Secretary General of the International Seed Testing Association and as a senior scientist at DuPont Pioneer, now Corteva, and manager of DNA technologies at two service laboratories. Our third speaker of the day is going to be Dr. Christian Ridley. Prior to joining Eurofins, Chris spent 10 years in the Asia Pacific region developing business within the agriculture applied markets, primarily in high throughput genotyping and next generation sequencing applications. During this time, he has gained a wealth of expertise in bringing cutting edge technologies to both established as well as developing agriculture industries and across diverse geographies. Previously, Chris held a postdoctoral research position at the University of Leicester and received his PhD from the University of Nottingham. And then our very final speaker of the day will be Jason Hine. In his current role, Jason oversees development and implementation of agrogenomic sector strategy for the division. He has extensive experience in the life science industry, holding both technical and commercial roles where he has worked with the largest agricultural companies in the world to implement new genotyping technologies. Jason has been with LGC for the last six years, and he's currently based in Minneapolis, Minnesota in the US. Um, now, during the presentation, you're likely going to have some questions for our speakers. Please type these questions at any time into the chat box during the webinar, and we'll address them during the Q&A session we'll hold after each speaker finishes their presentation. Also, we're gonna have a few poll questions to ask you throughout the presentation. These are gonna pop up in your chat box for you to answer. And 
We also wanted to let you know that today's webinar is being recorded and will be made available at seedworld.com following the proceedings. So if for some reason you missed something, don't worry, you'll be able to catch up on it later. Now, there's a lot about genotyping I'm sure you're all familiar with, but in today's webinar, our speakers are going to present the recent advancements in custom SMP panel design using whole genome analysis and review various genotyping technologies optimized for different agricultural use. Um, our first speaker of the day, Sharon, Director of Genomic Solutions at Energy, Energene, is going to take it away from here. So thanks for joining us today, Sharon, and take it away. Thank you, Alex. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be here and present. Um, 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 our, our agenda is going to cover uh, a brief intro into genotyping in agriculture. Uh, then I'm going to present um, Energene's uh, uh, Snipper, which is a custom panel design um, solution, uh, followed by my uh, uh, colleagues uh, that would present their um, innovative solutions around uh, genotyping. <clears throat> So if you are, if you uh, want uh, the uh, full message of the presentation, if you're already uh, doing genotyping, mass genotyping, um, what we are presenting can provide you with uh, significant cost reduction uh, of, uh, it can come to up to 70% of what you're currently spending. Uh, and that without compromising uh, the quality of output that you require for your breeding. Uh, it's been done by a customized SNP set based uh, um, representation of your full diversity, uh, accompanied with the uh, uh, cutting edge technologies uh, that are developed by uh, my colleagues. Uh, it can either be an in-house solution or an outsource. Now let's take a step back and understand uh, a bit more about what we are doing. So uh, I, I would just want to emphasize, although for some of you it may be obvious, um, the advantages of uh, molecular breeding, meaning using DNA tests uh, over the traditional uh, phenotype-based breeding. When you're doing, as you see here at the top, uh, conventional breeding, you're making crosses and then you're making population that you have to grow and maintain and uh, until maturity or until a time where you can measure a phenotype that uh, takes time and resource and also the phenotype itself can be uh, costly and require a lot of efforts. Um, all of these resources are limiting uh, the sizes of the population that you can screen and with that you are uh, um, reducing the chances of reaching an elite product because it's a, a, a proportion of the um, population size that you are screening. Uh, when you employ the use of DNA test, you can make much larger population and then apply early screening uh, of your material, uh, which basically uh, can um, substitute uh, phenotype uh, to some degree with some accuracy and thereby you can actually maintain a smaller population that is already enriched with likely products. In this way, you can, read, you can reach higher success rate 
uh, with uh, fewer resources. So that's kind of the main motivation. And let's dive in a bit uh, deeper into the details. Uh, I would like to, at this point, kind of give you a brief overview of what Energin does. Energin is a big data company uh, that tries to um, um, escort or to uh, support breeders uh, all throughout um, uh, their, um, um, their requirements. And the way that we structure it is that to employ um, genotyping in a breeding population, you need to start uh, from the inner circle here from a physical map that is now a commodity and energy can provide it. In some cases, you need more than one reference because uh, you want a, a more unbiased uh, um, infrastructure. And on top of that, and that's kind of the essence of what I'm presenting, is diversity analysis, understanding um, your specific population diversity, and then um, designing the specific genotyping scheme that best fits your diversity and your breeding needs. Once you have that, you can uh, employ prediction, uh, and the prediction allows you to make decisions, meaning crosses who to cross with who and who to select based on uh, genotype data. These are uh, an assortment of different uh, applications for genotyping in breeding. Um, it starts with uh, just a few markers, each one linked to a trait uh, uh, to be applied in marker-assisted selection. You can also apply a few, uh, like a few dozens of markers um, that is primarily for QA purposes of your production. Um, usually hundreds of markers are needed for a marker-assisted backross uh, scheme where you want to minimize the number of generations um, that are needed to produce um, a backross individual that is uh, like a, uh, an elite variety, but uh, but has a specific region that is contributed by a trait owner. Uh, genomic selection requires a, a genome-wide distribution of markers, usually a few thousands, on uh, um, also usually a few thousands of samples, and it's uh, embedded into your um, breeding and requires uh, a cost-effective uh, genotyping of uh, moderate to high uh, density. In discovery breeding, you're basically trying to find trait markers that you can apply for marker-assisted selection, and you usually uh, require a very high saturation um, density of data. So this is um, basically those same applications as plotted uh, uh, against the um, number of uh, markers per sample and the approximation of the cost per sample. Uh, as you can see, uh, the applications are kind of spread uh, along the marker density, and there's usually a positive correlation between number of data points and cost. And there are different um, techniques uh, that allow you uh, for genotyping. This is very illustrative. Uh, some of my colleagues may differ around where those uh, lines uh, should be, but it's basically to say that there are different um, genotyping physical application, different ways you can apply DNA tests, and, um, and the adjustment of the right platform may be crucial to reach that 
most cost-effective point that everyone is looking for. Um, this is a, a, a more in-depth um, uh, description of what's actually needed to design a SNP panel. So the actual SNPs or the actual markers, the DNA tests, um, may differ uh, upon the, the application that is needed, the extent of the specific diversity uh, that you are exploring with its allele frequency and linkage equilibrium, which is a, an estimate of the genetic distance between uh, different uh, uh, loci or markers. Uh, and other attributes uh, are also important, like the availability of a reference sequence and the specific genomics of the species. Once you have that figured out, you still need to find the right genotyping platform. And that choice uh, really depends on the volume of uh, data that you needed, the turnaround time, and other factors uh, like uh, flexibility uh, and others. What is Energin offering within all this? What we are offering is to take uh, several uh, representative samples of your material to sequence them on, on, uh, using our platform and to design an optimal SNP set that is most informative uh, and cost-effective for your needs. This is done one time, although it can be iterated in cases where uh, 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 further down the road, your uh, diversity or other needs uh, or attributes are changed. Uh, in routine use, you can either um, uh, genotype that exact same uh, um, marker set um, uh, as an ongoing process, or you can even uh, apply a more cost-effective scheme by taking a subset of those SNPs um, and in a uh, structured way uh, to impute back with a computational uh, process um, to the full um, marker set that you require. Uh, this is another uh, computational solution that Energin can offer. Um, I would just want to illustrate a few uh, factors of how this process is being done. Um, first thing is to choose the actual density that is needed. In this illustration, you can see um, the number of the or the size of the SNP set that you are using compared with an information content. The information content can be measured in several ways, but the basic uh, um, um, the basic utility that you are trying to measure is the ability to discriminate between samples uh, in a genome-wide manner, so that the prediction model that you are applying uh, can be uh, accurate enough. That red point can be um, a benchmark of your existing genotyping data that has also a certain density and can be compared to um, um, the actual SNP set that Energin may offer you. How do we do it? Um, this is a, also uh, an illustration of the process. Um, this is a relatively small part of the genome that has uh, uh, 17 different SNPs. And when analyzed, uh, those SNPs are actually, uh, as you are probably aware, uh, not, uh, um, um, not uh, um, indifferent to one another. They're linked in haplotypes. You can, so you can basically 
um, uh, recover those haplotypes. And when you have that information, you can actually uh, select the SNPs so that they best represent the different haplotypes that are found in the population. Now, without those uh, that information, you can basically uh, uh, select uh, different SNPs based on um, um, homogeneous distribution across the region of interest um, and their um, allele frequency, because that's all of the information you have. If you have further information on that, you can actually select them in a different way and with the um, approximately the same number of markers, capture the full diversity or the full haplotypes that are existing there. The last uh, uh, piece of evidence I would like to share with you is our ability to impute data. Now, uh, um, we've done that uh, over a year ago, but uh, uh, it basically stands for our ab ability to, to perform imputation. So on the x-axis, you have the input, the number of SNPs that is, uh, in this case, randomly selected and used as, as input. And on the y-axis, you see the number of uh, uh, SNPs that you can actually impute from a given data set. Uh, you can also uh, see the error rate, and you see that by the time that you reach a few thousands of uh, SNPs, even randomly uh, selected, you can actually uh, recover and call most of the available diversity in that population, and the error rate can be below 0.25%, uh, uh, which is pretty low. So to sum up what we are actually offering, along with our partners, uh, is the diversity analysis um, that is aimed to optimize a SNP panel for your purposes. Um, as we can also um, uh, present you with an all-inclusive solution that also um, uh, entails the day-to-day uh, -day genotyping that you need, and that can be accompanied by uh, imputation that can reduce your cost uh, even more. I would like to hand over to my friend uh, Benny, who would uh, continue to present what they are offering. Thank you, uh, Sharon, and thank you, um, all the organizers, um, Yana and um, Alex and uh, Teresa. Uh, thank you to Endogen and Seedworld for inviting us um, and allowing us, allowing us to be part of this um, webinar. Um, Agriplex uh, Genomics have uh, started uh, six years ago to the date. Uh, we celebrate today our uh, sixth year anniversary. Uh, we reside in the biotech uh, bioenterprise building on the outskirts of the of Case uh, Western University campus in Cleveland, and um, we are a SNP genotyping company. High throughput genotyping is what we do, and it is our expertise. Our operations are driven by three homemade assets: uh, Plexform, that is a multiplexing uh, logarithm. A unique software that uses artificial artificial intelligence um, to enable this uh, high number um, multiplexing. We can do dozens of SNPs to few thousands of SNPs um, together in the same uh, reaction. The other asset is PlexSec, an NGS amplicon sequencing workflow, which I'll describe in a little more detail um, 
soon after, and PlexCall, which is an automated calling software. So the lab portion of our operations, the, the PlexSec, consists of the following workflow. We start with a crude DNA isolation, and that's important because uh, uh, it's somewhat unique. Our process does not require the DNA to be of high quality, and a very little quantity of it is required. And this holds true for any starting material. We can do this out of leaf, out of seed, or um, ear punch. The isolated DNA is used as the template for a highly multiplexed uh, three microliter primary uh, PCR amplifications. And um, these amplifications in turn are used as the templates for a secondary PCR, a barcoding PCR where we uh, append unique barcodes to the termini of the amplicons, um, Agriplex collection of barcodes combinations uh, allow the simultaneous sequencing of up to 55,000 individuals, uh, which in practicality means that the number of individuals we interrogate is limited only by the sequencer's capacity. Now, not, um, not you, um, I, I want to emphasize, or if you will, note that unlike other um, NGS methods, there is no complicated ligation step or the purification of each single library. Instead, we combine all the barcoded amplifications into one tube. The pool is purified as one from unincorporated oligos, and it is quantified and loaded on the sequencers, or NGS sequencers. Um, this workflow has some significant, significant attributes in a way of efficiency, cost effectiveness, and adaptability. Uh, the, plex, uh, the plexic workflow, workflow lends itself to automation. Um, all the steps are set up either by um, on liquid handlers, so it is uh, an automated process, and are carried on high throughput uh, thermocyclers. Um, does it? minimizes the labor that is involved, the time that is involved, and therefore the, the cost. The workflow is also flexible and adaptable. Um, the major applications, that is molecular breeding and uh, seed quality assurance, uh, typically require that you genotype a large number of individuals. And it also requires that you'll be able to add or substitute some of the markers. Um, this uh, may happen as your breeding program advances or as the diversity of your germplasm changes over time. The fact that the plexic panel is a collection of markers that is not physically attached or bound to a surface, like, for example, chips, um, allows for the SNPs to be, or the set of SNPs to be changed. We can add SNPs, we can omit or substitute, that is, we can dynamically customize and alter the composition of the markers to best fit your needs. Similarly, as I um, hinted earlier, the number of tested individuals can be as large as you uh, desire. And finally, PlexCall, our uh, uh, proprietary calling analysis software, software um, enables the automated processing 
um, of data uh, from the sequencer. So we go uh, from sequence to genotype. Um, the raw data that is coming out of the sequencers is automatically fed into the software, and the software can make calls and uh, construct a report. Um, now we can do we can do this um, uh, Plex seek um, as a service. Uh, you'll provide your target SNPs information. We'll uh, send us uh, your samples, and we will send you back uh, the genotypic data. Um, or we can provide it as a kit, um, where again we'll design the multiplex and we'll send you all the um, materials that are needed for you to run um, the, the kits in your in-house laboratory. I, I want to em emphasize that, um, that um, regardless if you are um, using the service or you want to, um, um, or, you want, or you want it to as a kit, uh, the starting point is that you provide us the uh, list of, uh, of your SNPs of interest and the flag and the flagging sequences. The detailed instructions and forms are uh, on our website and you see the, the URL here. Um, and uh, and then we can proceed from there either in the service, um, in the service route or um, in the kit routes, in the kit route. Um, I want to um, um, emphasize or want to point the uh, SNP panels. Uh, we partner um, with uh, seed and livestock companies or in the public uh, domain or in the public sector with uh, single investigators or consortia uh, to create marker panels that are customized to their research, breeding or production quality control needs. Um, a good example or an example is um, we partner with IRI, the International Rice Research Institute, and multiplexed the 1K Rice Custom um, Amplicon or 1K RICA uh, panel. <clears throat> so um, in the second version of the 1K RICA um, panel, we uh, included the... Um, 834 SNPs that originate from the Cornell 6K array rice chip and 3000 and from the 3000 rice genomes project. There are 96 trait related markers that are linked to uh, 58 uh, different important genes or uh, QTLs and 22 purity SNPs um, that are used to determine the genetic purity and identity or, hybrid, or hybridity. So this nested uh, multipurpose panel can be used for a number, of, uh, an, a number of applications simultaneously, obviously. They can be used for uh, mass or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, for market-assisted necrosis. They can be used for genomic, genomic selection, uh, QTL studies, um, and uh, seed purity or uh, QA applications. Now, in, in addition to the simultaneous value to several applications, running a panel um, has, um, um, for example, in a consortium setting, creates a base or a, a common language that 
enables combining lines from different sources. Um, while you know a priori which parents are polymorphic, for what trait markers and what genetic assets they may um, contribute. In a company setting, a panel like that is uh, bridging the gap between breeding and supply. New lines that are coming out of your breeding program are already screened for um, QA applications. Um, and to summarize, uh, genotyping of uh, multiplexed, multiplexed PCR-based amplicons uh, to capture high-value SNPs is the ideal mid-density genotyping platform for a variety of applications. PSEC, um, Plexic features low-cost, robustness, and scalability and is available as a kit for your lab or as a service. And Plexic, and Plexic SNP panel of highly informative markers are an effective way to satisfy many genomic breeding and production genotyping needs at a reduced uh, cost. And that was my portion of this webinar. And I pass it on to the next speaker. Okay, thank you for that, Benjamin. Um, hello, everyone, and uh, also thank you to the organizers as well for um, letting us uh, have this chance today to speak. Uh, my name is Chris Ridley from Eurofind Genomics. Um, so with that, I will start by giving you just a quick background on, on what Eurofins is. Um, the company was started back in 1987 um, by our still CEO, Gilles Martin, um, with a small team of 10 people in a single lab in France, um, offering a, just a single test for sugar content in wine. Um, the company then expanded into other industries such as food testing, pharmaceuticals, uh, biotech, and of course, agricultural sciences. And then in 1990, Eurofins Genomics was established, um, which expanded through various acquisitions and today has now over 400 employees in Europe. So the main genomic services that Eurofins Genomics offers um, for NGS are based in Germany and uh, for microarrays is based in Denmark. Though we also offer a range of nucleic acid extraction, Sanger sequencing and other PCR related services. The array team actually has over 20 years experience in running services for a variety of agronomics customers, including research institutes, private seed companies and major agricultural consortia. So we understand the need that in agricultural applications, there's a, a real drive towards low, low cost testing, um, typically because the projects require screening large numbers of samples um, for these kinds of large scale breeding projects. And also turnaround time is a, another critical criteria because this allows you to make faster decisions um, and overall allows you to accelerate your breeding strategy. So this is really kind of the main focus for Eurofins Genomics is driving down the cost per sample um, and uh, faster turnaround times. So we essentially offer a range of genotyping platforms for every step of the molecular breeding workflow, everything from marker discovery through to marker validation, and then ultimately high throughput screening applications. So our workflows are very much automated and we've been successfully scaling these operations in order to meet the growing needs of the ag bio industry. So this slide just gives a, a pretty good overview of all the different platforms that we offer. 
Um, essentially, we can genotype everything from a single marker all the way up to a whole genome analysis. For discovery phase research, typically involving screening populations of markers of interest, this can be done using low-pass whole genome resequencing on our Illumina NGS platforms. And as a service provider operating at scale, we're able to really drive down the cost of whole genome sequencing so that we can offer it to the agricultural community at very competitive rates. We also have another NGS-based approach to marker discovery called GRAS-D. Now, this genotypes um, markers at much lower densities, but it's well-suited to projects that have maybe smaller budgets. With GRAS-D, the reads are aligned to the samples within the population um, as a reference in order to call SNPs. So therefore, it's sometimes good to use this approach when you're working with a species that doesn't have a high quality reference genome. For researchers who have already defined their SNP targets, we have a full range of micro microarray capabilities from both Illumina and Thermo Fisher. Um, now, these platforms can accommodate a wide range of applications from whole genome profiling and selection strategies, typically involving tens to hundreds of thousands of SNPs towards more targeted applications as well, like marker-assisted selection of key traits. And then at the lower end of the scale, where the focus may be to target perhaps only a few hundred SNPs, but across many thousands or even tens of thousands of samples, such as, for example, progeny screening, we have a low-cost NDS solution called Midplex that can really help maximize the budget of long-term breeding programs. And then finally, at the bottom end of the scale, for routine QC applications involving genotyping or perhaps just a small handful of markers. We also offer standard tests from qPCR, Sanger sequencing, or capillary electrophoresis for microsatellites. In addition to these genotyping platforms, we have fully automated nucleic acid extraction capabilities based on magnetic bead-based technologies. And furthermore, we have considerable experience using these platforms for use with plant material. So today I'm just going to share with you some of the main benefits of engaging Eurofins' microarray services for your molecular breeding applications. As I mentioned previously, Eurofins Genomics has both of the top industry-leading microarray platforms at our production site in Denmark. We have four Illumina iScan platforms and eight Thermo Fisher Gene Titans. Each of those capable of processing around 170,000 samples a month. So we have a total capacity of nearly 4 million samples a year. And the way Eurofins works is we're essentially a, a platform agnostic service provider. So we can advise on platform selection based really on the dimensions and requirements of the project. And we help customers decide this as part of our sort of consultancy and planning process. Sometimes, though, the, the choice of platform is largely dependent on the availability of a specific catalog array design for whatever the species of interest is. Now, both the Infinium bead chip and the Axim array plate support a very interesting feature called multi-species design. And these are a very popular solution for enabling smaller projects to be run cost-effectively, where perhaps the numbers of samples might not meet the minimum requirement for a custom array design. Now this works by essentially consolidating markers from more than one species onto a single array design, and then combining the samples from several projects. 
And this enables the minimum threshold to be met for the min minimum number of samples, which in turn maximizes the cost efficiency. Furthermore, by choosing to develop a multi-species array, it can actually be more, more informative than going for a lower density method like GBS, because you're not restricted to um, the same number of markers. So this is quite a, a, a nice cost-effective solution whereby you, know, you have lots of smaller projects, but um, by combining them, you can maximize the cost efficiency. So we work with a very broad range of customers from every corner of the ag bio industry, including livestock breeding, aquaculture, and of course, plant breeding. And often we work with seed companies that are working to develop novel hybrid varieties, trying to enrich for desirable traits through the process of molecular breeding. And microarrays have been a stable platform of choice for this type of work due to their proven ability to generate reproducible genotype data for a very low cost per sample for these types of screening and selection applications. As an example here, SES van der Aave in Belgium have been using our microarray services for several years for their ongoing sugar beet breeding programs. And I'm happy to share this great testimonial here from Glenda Willems, their head of genomics, which really nicely highlights their appreciation for the fast turnaround times, high quality data, and the way that we've managed their projects over the years. So just a summary, uh, as a summary here for why you may consider choosing Eurofins as your service partner for, for future genotyping projects. Essentially where Eurofins adds value is through really kind of carefully listening to the needs of the researchers and offering a, a very close consultative pro uh, process to propose the best solution. We treat each service with a, a kind of project management system it gives close attention to detail and provides regular communication on the status of the project every step of the way so that we can meet expectations and deliver on results. As I mentioned, Eurofins understands that the specific requirements for managing agrogenomics projects, and we have a lot of experience in this field, including everything from assay design, handling uh, plant samples, extraction of nucleic acids, QC, and data analysis. We're very committed to delivering results on time, even during busy periods, such as you know during planting seasons. And while microarray technologies have been around for a long time, there's a continued growth in demand for these services, um, especially within AgBio. So with this in mind, we've invested a considerable um, amount of um, amount of our resources into developing new infrastructure. And in, in our Denmark facilities, we have a new site. Um, encompassing around 1,200 square meters for new microarray facilities. And this will include fully automated pipelines to increase our sample, ha sample handling capacity. And it's due to be completed in the autumn of this year. So really just to kind of summarize, we truly understand what AgBio genotyping requires from the customer's perspective. We're very aware of the needs for low cost per sample and of course, fast turnaround times. And by keeping to this, we're able to help our, our customers maximize the amount of actionable data that they can obtain from each project. And with that, I'd like to hand over to Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. And thank you, NRG and SeedWorld for having me today. It's been a pleasure to be part of this webinar and uh, to hear from the other great speakers uh, today as well. It uh, certainly is an exciting time for genomics and agriculture. 
Um, so today I'm, I'm going to share with you the details around genomic tools from BioSearch technologies that are really enabling our customers to advance the development of new crops and broodstock to overcome the sustainability challenges that are facing uh, the global agriculture industry. BioSearch Technologies has a strong history and core business focus on the agrogenomics sector. Um, over the last six years, we've accelerated our growth through significant expansion of our global footprint and our technology portfolio. Our division alone is about 800 employees strong uh, with 15 operational sites across the world to really support our oligonucleotide nucleic acid extraction, PCR master mix and enzymes, and NGS products and services offerings. Our uh, most recent expansion actually is a brand new NGS services lab based in the US. And so now we have both European and North American sequencing services labs um, to serve our customers globally. And because of our core focus on agrogenomics and our commitment to our customers in this space, uh, the top 10 agriculture companies in the world and, and many more have come to rely on LGC biosearch technologies for high throughput genotyping needs. And collectively, our customers are producing over 2 billion PCR SNP reactions per year uh, using our products and, and technologies. And our portfolio primarily focuses on the key breeding applications that are really critical to advancing new traits to market. Uh, this diagram is a simplistic view of that breeding pipeline. And typically, moving from left to right throughout the breeding process, different analytical techniques are um, can and, and are being used. Uh, generally, it starts with characterization of a structural genetic difference um, and associating that difference with a particular phenotype uh, at the left-hand side of the screen. Uh, and this is primarily done with sequencing-based methods where the sample numbers are low, but the information is, is very rich. Um, and as we move through the breeding process, the relative sample number increases, uh, but the marker decreases. And the technology used for each of these applications in general changes due to the trade-offs such as cost per sample, data content and informativeness, and then time to result. At, at BioSearch, uh, we continue to drive innovation in the genomic tool space to really push the boundaries of these trade-offs uh, between cost, data content, and speed of data acquisition. And by pulling on these different levers, we can enable our customers to achieve more informative data within time and budgets, which really drive the advancements in their breeding programs. And for those of you who, who know us uh, and who've been around for a while, much of our history is in the high throughput PCR space with product lines such as the Nexar, the SNP line, CASP, BHQ probes, um, really high sample number, low marker number applications, um, which are generally PCR based uh, technologies used for marker assisted selection of just a handful of traits. And more recently, we've uh, expanded our portfolio to higher density technology offerings. Um, these are branded SeekSnip and SeekSnip HT in the green bubbles uh, in the middle of the page. Um, and these are all inclusive targeted GBS services for mid to high density genotyping needs, uh, mainly for genomic selection and, and some GWAS applications. And I'll go into the details of both um, SeekSnip and our new uh, SeekSnip HT offerings next. So SeekSnip is our all-inclusive targeted GBS option really designed for mid-density genotyping and particularly suited for low sample number projects with SNP needs that range kind of from 5,000 to 100,000 SNPs, really where it's too costly to develop your own array panel and maybe a, uh, a market um, 
or consortium panel is just doesn't contain necessarily the markers you need it to or is too broad of, of a data set. So as a replacement to a microarray option, uh, it's critical to demonstrate data integrity compared with uh, array data. So in collaboration with a uh, leading plant customer, uh, we compare the performance between our SeekStep targeted GBS method and their existing Axiom array. Um, we analyzed about 500 SNPs, uh, 471 of which were common to both the array and our, our targeted sequencing library. And we analyzed this over 102 total samples. So the diagram at the bottom right of the slide, uh, which is a little bit difficult to see, I know, um, shows the portion of the samples that had a greater than 95% call similarity, and these are highlighted in red, um, meaning that more than 95% of the SNP calls were the same between the two platforms. 94 of the 102 samples analyzed, about 92% of them, had greater than 95% call similarity. Uh, of the eight that were less than 95%, uh, five of the samples we actually determined were mixed up in the plate, uh, and so we got um, not the right call. And then really only three of the samples that were analyzed had um, calls that were outside of that 95% similarity limit. And so overall, the data demonstrates uh, a high correlation of data between the two platforms that were analyzed. One of the key benefits of our SeekSNP all-inclusive service is uh, there is no upfront design fee. Uh, and so no minimum sample commitment as well to achieve good pricing. And so it really allows you to design a marker panel um, annually, if you wanted to, uh, for your particular breeding population and not have to commit to large sample numbers up front to achieve uh, favorable economics. And this flexibility of content with no fixed commitments really makes this an attractive alternative to uh, existing microarray technologies on the market. Um, and while SeekSNP is great for market densities over 5,000 SNPs. Um, our new SeekSNP HT, which stands for high throughput, is our new all-inclusive Amplicon-based targeted GBS service, um, which is really an attractive solution for projects less than 5,000 SNPs, and really ideally suited for market densities between 500 and 5,000 SNPs per sample. And this actually is a, is a relatively large range compared to other Amplicon-based methods currently on the market that generally top out around 3,500 markers per sample. Um, with this service, uh, we work with you to optimize a custom marker library that is then wet lab QC'd to ensure high performance and confidence in your genotyping calls before we even run the project. Um, we've really designed this service to be very competitive versus microarray uh, and other Amplicon targeted sequencing methods in the market. Um, and this wider market marker range really fills a gap in the market um, where microarrays aren't overly competitive um, kind of in that 3,000 to 5,000 SNP range. Uh, some early work we did on maize, wheat, and soy libraries uh, indicate good SNP call rates, uh, and even at the higher marker densities in this 3 to 4K SNP range, uh, and high library uniformity throughout um, the libraries we analyzed. Um, we are currently accepting early access uh, participants into our program, and so if this sounds like it could be a good solution for your current work, uh, please feel free to contact me to get enrolled. And then I will finish up uh, by touching on really, I guess, our view of the future of, of genotyping and imputation. And uh, really the advancements in bioinformatics and algorithms and predictive breeding and sequencing technology innovations is really making this an exciting time in, in agrogenomics for everyone. And 
through combining our portfolio of genomic tools that really push the boundaries of cost and speed while maintaining data quality and pairing these with innovative algorithms like those from NRGene and their Snipper platform to help identify the right uh, data set, we can really unlock um, data that has been previously too costly to obtain or wasn't informative, wasn't informative enough. And so now we can design the right panel with the right amount of information and data uh, richness that really tailors a marker set to your needs and balance that, that cost versus uh, data um, uh, conundrum. Um, BioSearch Technologies is, is uniquely positioned in the market uh, because we built our business as key partners with the largest agriculture companies in the world, um, delivering high throughput genotyping solutions first in um, PCR for marker assisted selection. And now and into the future, uh, we're going to continue to be expanding that into the higher density workflows to support genomic selection and even uh, discovery applications. Uh, so just in conclusion, I'd like to say um, we look forward to working with you on meeting your challenges and together we can apply genomics to help solve the problems um, we're all facing in agriculture. Thank you and I'll hand it back to our hosts. Thank you so much, Jason. Um, now we are going to enter into a short Q&A session. We have about 10 minutes to do this Q&A session. So if you have a question for any of our speakers that you haven't typed in yet, please go ahead and type that into the chat box right now. Um, our first question of the day we have that was asked was actually, actually asked Sharon during your section. But if any of our speakers wanna jump in and uh, answer it as well, feel free to go ahead. But the question read, uh, what is the difference between DART, GBS, and Snipper? Okay, uh, thank you very much for that question. Um, Snipper um, is not a genotyping platform. It's, um, it's a service that encapsulates um, the discovery of novel SNPs and the customization of um, a genotyping uh, solution that can use any um a method or platform that's available like the ones that's uh, that are listed and the other ones that are were also mentioned by uh, our colleagues energy would basically perform the design and uh, match the um the best uh, genotyping solution for a given use case with or without imputations perfect thanks so much sharon um, the second question was asked during Benny's section, um, but again, if any host would like to answer it, please feel free and uh, feel free and jump on it. But the question read, um, and I assume this is for Snipper in general, can you offer any crop for it, or is there a list of set crops that you're ready to service? Okay, so if the question is uh, for Snipper. Uh, it, uh, we can we can apply the same methodology for any crop or any organism, uh, not only plants. Um, we would uh, generally require a reference sequence, but other than that, it can be applied to to any organism. Ben, if you want to answer. Right, same same for us. Uh, we uh, did uh, a large variety of organisms, and that uh, includes plants and animals. Um, you know, it's not uh, it's it's not that they're all the same, but um, we are able to find solutions for those that are maybe sometimes a little more challenging. But uh, altogether, the platform is generic in such a way that it can tackle 
um, any species, uh, plant or animal. Perfect. Thank you both, uh, Sharon and Benny. Um, our third question of the day. Um, this was answered uh, asked during Christian section, but I think this is really a, a general question to all of our speakers for today. And it um, it asked, "What is the cost to generate a reference sequence?" Well, I believe um, um, I can answer that. If anyone else also cares, that's also okay. Energy um, can produce uh, a reference sequence uh, for any organism. We've done over 500 so far. If you want to read more about our solution, solutions, you can log into uh, energy.com and see, and you can ask for a quote for an assembly. The actual cost uh, depends on the genome size. Uh, it's a zygosity and ploidy, and we would be able to give you a very exact quote uh, on that and also provide some qualifications of our previous attempts. Perfect. Thank you so much again, Sharon. Um, our next question uh, was just asked, actually, so it was not directed to anyone. So everyone can feel free to have at it if they like. Um, what is the optimal method for SNP imputation that your companies are currently using? I, so Jason is here. Um, I, I can say our company doesn't really do uh, imputation directly. Uh, we generally partner with um, providers such as NRG and, and their um, algorithms to actually achieve the imputation. So we, we do mostly the data generation and the sequencing data, um, which then are used by others' algorithms. Yeah, uh, if I can uh, answer it Sharon again. Um, we have our own, that, that's a general answer for most uh, questions about what method do we use. We have our own proprietary algorithm. They are not open source and they are uh, specifically developed uh, for, for our needs. So um, I can't really um, um, compare it to anything that uh, exists and can be uh, downloaded, but I can provide benchmark results that that show the uh, um, the call rate and and the accuracy of the method. If, if I can address that, I mean we don't do imputations, um, but um, if you if you will, uh, uh, another another solution is um, reflected in the fact that uh, what drives the cost on uh, of our services is more than the number of samples than the number of SNPs. So um, if you have the SNP inf information, we can, you know, we can just genotype more SNPs as many as you need, and it will not add as much to the cost. Um, as I said, the cost is driven more by the, the number of samples. Perfect. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for answering that. Um, our next question, again, was just asked uh, a few minutes ago. So how many SNPs are optimal for genotyping one single trait? Um, I think this question refers to um, an application of discovery of uh, QTL mapping. 
And uh, there's no one number that I can give. It depends on the species, on the size of the population, on the recombination frequency. But we would, uh, uh, since it's another um, uh, analytic service that Energin provides, we would be happy to take it offline, discuss it with you in depth. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I think we have time for a, a couple of more questions. Um, and one of our other uh, one of our other folks wants to know um, what would be the cost estimate of two thousand SNPs per sample. Again, I think this is open to any of you. Um, I think generally it depends on how many samples in your particular project. Um, you know, if you're doing just one, it's going to be fairly expensive. Um, but if you're doing, you know, 2,000, 5,000 samples, I mean, you can get uh, pretty aggressive pricing in that 10 to $15 per sample range for 2,000 SNPs. Yeah, just to add to that, I think it also depends whether these are, these are known SNP markers or whether it's a process of SNP discovery. Um, yeah. You know, various different platforms you could use for that. So a lot of other things you need to take into consideration before you can really give a good answer on that. But uh, yeah, it's one question with many answers. Yeah, I don't think I have a generic um, answer for that other than the fact that you can go on our website and there's a link there that will connect you with somebody that will give you um, as good as an as good as answer as possible. Perfect. Thank you so much, everyone. I think this qu next question might actually need to be our last one looking at the time, but uh, this question asks, and I'll apologize in advance if I pronounce one of these names wrongs, um, is the technology of uh, SecSnip HT the same as SecSnip, um, i.e. single primer enrichment, or is it a standard P PCR using two primers? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the the standard SeekSnip uh, technology is a, a target capture uh, approach, so the the single primer enrichment technology, um, whereas the SeekSnip HT is uh, an amplicon based method, so it's more of a um, PCR primer based method. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Jason. Um, like I mentioned, I think that's all the time we have today, but I'd like to take a, a moment to thank uh, Sharon, Benny, uh, Chris, and Jason for all joining us today and for Energene for making this webinar possible. Um, if you'd like to connect with Energene at any time, please go ahead and contact them at info at or click the link in the chat box. We'd also like to give a big thank you to everyone for participating with us today. Thank you so much for asking all of your questions, and we, we just hope you found this information of value. Um, just again, uh, a recording of this webinar is going to be made available later at seedworld.com, and you'll receive an email with the link as well if you'd like to go back and rewatch. Thank you so much again, and we hope you all have a terrific day. This is Alex Martin of SeedWorld signing off.